This episode of Podcast Starter is brought to you by DrawYourPicture.com, where you can get me to draw you your podcast show art for pretty darn cheap. Check it out at DrawYourPicture.com. Also brought by GoDaddy.com, where you could use the code PODNAME121 to save money on your next domain name. Website hosted, provided by Bluehost.com. Check out what they're offering you, www.podcaststarter.com slash Bluehost for more information. Brought to you the week of November 22nd, 2010. This is Podcast Starter, Episode 5. Hey, how you doing? I'm James Kennison, and you're listening to Podcast Starter, helping you start, shape up, and share your own hobby podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about how to get your podcast featured in iTunes. I've done a few of these, and I think I've figured out the trick. It's not 100%, and I'm going to tell you, out of all the shows that I've put in, there's maybe only been one or two that haven't been featured in their category and under new and notable. And that's on the front page of podcasting in iTunes. So I, I want to share what I've kind of figured out. I've actually even gotten some inside information from a guy who works with the folks who manage the iTunes uh, podcasting I don't know how to, I can't, I can't call it a website, but the iTunes blogging or podcasting part of iTunes. And so I'm looking forward to sharing that information with you. Um, a little bit of business first. Uh, this episode happens to be brought to you by zldesignstudios.com. Uh, nurture the budding artist in any child with the newly added coloring caddies on zldesignstudio.com. Also check out printable photo cards, handmade floral hair arrangements, and accessories, and other unique treasures. And uh, make sure you enter the show's name, Podcast Starter, in the note to the seller to get a free first-class U.S. shipping before December 8th. You can get free shipping on your order from zldesignstudio.com. It's a proud member of the SD community of independent artisans. So go over there and uh, see what ZL Design Studio has offered you and make sure to tell them Podcast Starter sent you. Thank you so much. Let's jump into our main topic, how to get your podcast featured in iTunes. Now, my... Uh, I can't say that it always works this way, but like I said, every show just about that I've done has been featured in its category and on New and Notable. The first of which was, of course, Nobody's Listening, which is a show I started three years ago, almost four now. And it went on for 150 some odd episodes before we moved in a different direction. But uh, when we listed that show, um, it was in a weird time. When uh, submitting your podcast, you weren't getting any emails when it was submitted, and it was taking up to two weeks for it to get in. I just don't understand what was going on. It was just something at the time. Um, but I, I finally, you know, I'd check and see was it even listed at all? You have to search for it, you know, to find it. Suddenly, it was. It was awesome. I could start directing people there. 
and we got uh, suddenly we started getting emails. Hey, you know you're being featured and new and notable, and you're being featured as a top um, podcast in the comedy, uh, you know, directory there. And I couldn't believe it. Now we were on the last page of five, third from the bottom. Okay. But I couldn't have been more thrilled. How is anybody going to find that podcast, you know, on page five of five, third from the bottom? I don't know, but it was an honor to be there. We were sharing the place with some of the, you know, the greatest uh, comedy podcasts in iTunes. Uh, the new and notable, you know, of course, rotated. There was about eight to nine shows, about three sheets, you know, how they sheet them where you have to uh, cover flow or whatever past a few. Um, we were on there uh, like on the last part. And I think we moved up then to the second part and then the front page for a bit and um, got got some pretty good, you know, numbers from that. And it was really nice. It was really, really cool. Uh, I'll tell you some things that I think contributed to that because I wasn't absolutely sure. I wasn't absolutely sure at all what did it. Um, I tested out some of my theories with uh, my second show, which was Geek Loves Nerd, the show I did with my wife at the time. It's now uh, rebranded and kind of rebooted as Explicit Answers with James and Jen at ExplicitAnswers.com. But at the time, it was just going to be a couple's cast, us talking about our lives and our, our day and our children. And uh, I, I knew I wanted to have great artwork. Uh, I wanted to have a great title. I wanted a title that would have some keywords in it, that people searching for certain types of shows would find it. And uh, put all that together and put that show up on iTunes and bam, we got picked up again. Featured kids and family podcast uh, and new and notable, the whole deal. Pretty cool. Uh, and, and, and so here, here's the tips that I want to share with you. Uh, because every show that I have is featured, I believe, with the exception of GOK, you know, and... I don't know that Podcast Starter is yet. I haven't checked lately. But almost every show I do is featured in its category, in multiple categories as of late, and has uh, has been a new and notable show, which greatly and almost instantly doubles or even triples your downloads. My first uh, tip, besides all the ones that we've already gone through about having great sound quality and all that kind of stuff. The first thing is I would honestly suggest as hard as this is going to be, I would honestly suggest that you wait three episodes before submitting your stuff to iTunes. Okay. This is not a hard set rule. I've seen um, people get featured after just one show. Okay. Uh, But it's not very likely. It's not very likely at all. In those cases, I kind of wonder if somebody didn't know somebody or if they're famous and they've already got four or five shows out, the guys knew this was going to be something to, that listeners were going to want to see. I want to throw it up there. But most of the time, the stuff I see featured has anywhere from three to eight shows already in their feed before they even got picked up by iTunes. Okay. So why not, instead of waiting to get eight 
go ahead and give it to them right there at the beginning with at least three episodes. Okay. Now, when nobody's listening, we recorded a show that we called our um, pilot. It was never released. So we actually recorded four shows before we submitted. And that happened accidentally, mind you, okay, because of the two-week waiting period to get into iTunes. I kept adding to the feed, kept doing shows, and we got, you know, the 20 or 30 downloads a week just from us and family. Um, But by the time it went live, we had what was seen as as a fairly established, you know, podcast, As, as established as three shows can look, you know. The second thing is you need to have excellent sound quality. I don't know, you know, if people sit and listen to the shows before they put them up, but I would imagine that they do. Um, you know, it's kind of their reputation on the line, they, the, the things that they're putting up front in front of their people, because there, there are thousands, literally thousands of podcasts submitted every single day. And most of them are crap. Okay. There are a lot of really nice, really cool people putting out some really crappy podcasts. Okay. So I'm not dissing them. I'm just saying it's just not good. They'd probably do better if they could, but it's just not. So they're not going to feature you just because you have three shows. You've got to have excellent sound quality. Okay. So do, do your best to, to minimize um, distractions, to minimize background noise, Set aside a time and be well planned out. Use your best speaking voice. Sit up straight. Smile as you talk so that you will uh, possibly give off the impression that you're happy. Who knows? Uh, along with that, you, you need to have excellent show art. Okay? It just seems to be a trend. Rarely do I see a featured show that doesn't ha- that either has the default, oops, this person didn't, you know, add a, an image to their feed or they have some weird shaped one. Okay. Every now and then you'll see it, but what they're looking for is a, at minimum, a 300 by 300 pixel piece of artwork. I suggest a 600 by 600 because people are now looking at your show on, um, I, I, uh, ITV and, uh, the iPad makes use of those bigger images you don't want it to look pixelated for them. But you need to get that Joker in your feed uh, so that folks can see it. Now, how do you do that? That's not this show. That's last show. Um, it's it's all part of setting up your plugin and adding that show art. You can also do it at the level of FeedBurner um, where you can add that image to your feed and FeedBurner will take care of how it's supposed to go and where it's supposed to go and who gets it and all that kind of stuff. But uh, excellent show art is not necessarily something you have to pay for. Okay, I do offer some, if I do say myself, myself some very successful art. Okay, um, I've done lots and lots of podcast art. I'm good at it. I know what um, is going to reflect the quality of your show. I will work with you. I would love to do it for you. Um, I charge ninety nine dollars for. Um, for any logo slash, um, you know, podcast art. And what you'll end up with is a big old chunkin' piece of art 
that would probably be that would be print quality if you ever wanted to do stickers, t-shirts, posters, whatever. But uh, when you get it, you'll also get it scaled down, 600 by 600. I'll give you a 300 by 300, a 150 by 150, or you could just do it yourself, so resize the mess out of it. And uh, I'd love to do that for you. You know, go to drawyourpicture.com and place an order. But short of that, you can do something really nice with clip art or images that you find online um, or, you know, recreating a, a, a an existing logo, like a parody of it. Um, just do some really good type work, typesetting work, you know, in Photoshop or whatever, if you can't uh, draw. It's not, it's not absolutely necessary. You could just find an image. I've seen a lot of World of Warcraft um, folks that just use a close-up of a of a character's face or something, you know, whatever works for you. I suggest that, um, that you get somebody that knows what they're doing though, and get you a logo. If you got, if you know somebody, you got a friend that can draw, have them do it. Now, what does iTunes like to see in images? I, I've noticed they like faces. They really do. They like seeing the podcasters faces in there. And I'm not talking about a photograph of you, even though that seems to appease them a little bit. They like seeing drawings of people. Uh, first thing that comes to mind would be the Twit Network. All those guys have their images drawn in. But I'm going to tell you something. I'd been podcasting for two years, and I changed my logo on Nobody's Listening from a image of a microphone. And I'd, I'd still been featured and all. Um of a microphone and and then I'd I'd switched it over to this other image that that had the no symbol with headphones on which was pretty cool and seemed to really say nobody's listening um but the moment I switched over I did caricatures of myself and my two co-hosts iTunes immediately put a re, they kind of resized that image they took it and resized it and they stuck it right on the front page as a featured button on um, iTunes podcasting right there. And thousands upon thousands of hits coming in, downloading, checking out our show. Thousands. It was a huge boost. Um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to use numbers. It doesn't seem to be real popular to share your numbers. I don't know. I wouldn't mind, but but other people would you know get bitter or something i don't know but i will tell you this that we more than tripled um our listenership because of that experience um and then it kind of petered out a little bit there was some you know residual uh, loss because not everybody listens is going to like it and it's not their style um but we were more than double by the time it was over with it was awesome it was it was, it was hardcore it was a little nerve wracking because that show, that next show you did, you wanted to make it a good one so that everybody would keep listening. But, uh, but yeah, it was awesome. So I would say faces, man, they love seeing the images of the person that is going to be talking. Um, I don't do a lot of faces. People don't ask me to do a lot of faces. Short of faces, it seems to be um, a lot of good text, clearly uh, describing the uh the title of the show and then the um you know what the show is about so i really focus on that 
aspect of it. I, in the logo, I, I love text-based logos that say what the show is and what it's about. Thing to remember is when you get your artwork, and I think I said this on last show, you've got to see what it's going to look like at 75 pixels or so by 75 pixels because that's what iTunes displays um, show art in. And that's going to be the number one thing that people see. So the iTunes people, when they're looking at your stuff, um, I'm imagining that's the first thing they're looking at too, um, is your title, your show art, your sound quality, if they're listening. Well, some things that will keep you out, because I've done some reading on this, if you have any kind of Apple parody or Apple product mint shown, if you have any kind of um, iLogo going on, chances are you're not going to get featured at all. Uh, you don't want headsets. I mean, uh, Apple ear earbuds shown. I have seen exceptions. Apparently they don't, you're not hardcore on this, but I would steer you clear of anything that has to do with representing Mac. Okay. Uh, and, and Apple products in general, you know, don't include it in your logo unless it's a, you know, I don't know. I, I just would say steer clear. Because they, I read that from their stuff. Okay, um, so have some excellent show art. Uh, you need to when you get submitted, when you do get submitted and you get listed, uh, chances are you're not going to get picked up right away. But the next few, the next week, I'd say is critical before you end up um, out and down in the in the you know when you first get in. I think it's your best shot at getting picked up while you're still fresh and new. Uh, they like new content. They like giving their listeners uh, new content. So uh, you're going to want to get a lot of positive reviews and a lot of downloads quickly. Okay. Um, so tell your people, start downloading those shows. Even if they were downloading them previously, maybe you had families and friends, tell them to delete their their uh, downloads and re-download them. Subscribe using the iTunes link not the one that you can create with the ipc whatever whatever go to your listing right click on your show art copy that url and have people subscribe through itunes because there's three things i think they're looking at the number of subscriptions possibly the number of downloads i don't know I don't know if they track your downloads or not. They don't share the information with you, but maybe they do because they do have a top 100, don't they? That could be based on downloads. It could be based on number of new subscriptions. It could be based on both. But the three things that I've seen they're looking at is positive reviews, five-star reviews, getting a chunk of them in, getting some download action going on, and getting um, getting a lot of subscriptions. So that's why I'm urging you to use the link, not the auto-subscribe link that we're all familiar with for folks that can't list in iTunes or don't for whatever reason. I'm talking about the one from iTunes, okay? Um, the other trick, and it's kind of uh, tongue-in-cheek here, but have a have a bunch of shows already that have been featured. In iTunes, if you're a twit guy, you know, Leo Laporte, chances are if you put out a show, your next show is going to be featured. Uh, also, being famous helps. So if you're co-hosting with 
John Larroquette, and he's doing a show, and you're going to get featured. Promise. If you're a podcast for a famous uh, TV show or an actor or something like that, chances are you're going to get featured. Um, so make sure you have a strong, I think the way that translates into reality is have a strong topic, um, one that is interesting to people. And um, I think you're going to have a better chance than most at, at getting featured in iTunes. hope that's been helpful to you. I'm going to move into some uh, Q&A. Hey, James, I'm a middle schooler. I'm uh, almost in high school who's trying to create a decent podcast. My show, Uno Moss Podcast, has four episodes, and I'm finally able to do this show on a regular basis. I don't know how to go about promoting it because of my age. I have a decent, uh, I have decent equipment because my dad's into recording music and etc. So the show has good sound quality and it's in iTunes, but I'm curious as to go, how I should go about promoting it. And that's from Jasper. Jasper, first thing I'd say is that your age doesn't have anything to do with it. So don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Okay. If you're doing a good show, the best thing you could do to um, auto just I like things that don't cost me any money to promote my show. And the best thing you could do to promote your show, first of all, is to become regular in your show, predictable. Do it on the same night every week and release it at the same time every week. You don't have to release it right after you recorded it. Um, release it the next day when you have more time or whatever, whatever. Uh, so there's, there's your first thing I would suggest in promoting your show. Second one is get a really good, clear, clean, uh, promo recorded, make it 30 to 60 seconds. We're going to actually be going through how, how I think you should create promos. Um, a lot of people make mistakes with promos where they put in too much music or they make the voices. If they have two different people talking, they don't make them the same volume, I, I find that I have to do a lot of work on some of the promos that I get um, as far as normalizing and, and hard limiting some of the audio. It's blasting or it's too quiet. So you need a good, quick promo. Um, and you got to write that promo out as if um, it's someone that has never listened to your show. I hear a lot of people do promos and it's full of inside jokes and cute quips that don't mean anything. And when I haven't even met you yet, um, I don't want to hear your cute jokes, you know? So a lot of my um, promos start with, hi, I'm James Kennison, you know, and then my co-host will say their name and we do a show called nobody's listening. And then I tell what it is. It's a show where we tell funny life stories and hope you will do the same. We tell our stories and we want to share yours. So check it out every Monday at da 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 or look us up in iTunes. And that's it. Don't need a lot of jokes. Um, maybe there'll be some music layered in the background, a couple clips from the show. Um, but it's going to be nice and clean and clear. Um, so there you go. That helps people put a name to your voice. It's, it's a much like a real greeting in real life. Um, where you're going to uh, introduce yourself to them first before you tell them what you, they, what you do and what you can offer them. You're going to introduce yourself. It's not you and your buddy saying, hey, Bill, hey, Fred, 
look at this person. Let's meet them. <laughs> so there you go. Other ways you can promote yourself. Um, obviously sending that promo out to other people and offering to play um, their, your, their promo on your show. Um, I, I find that bringing guests onto my show helps quite a bit. And then also getting, um, to be a guest on other people's show, what you do is you're sharing your audience. So I look to always, I'm always looking to find someone at least once a month for Brokia, um, to come on the show that I can interview because what that does is that blesses them, uh, because they get exposed to my audience and then it blesses me because that person's going to go back and they're going to post uh, a link to my show to tell everybody, Hey, I was on such and such podcast. Check them out. Um, there's uh, obviously link exchanges and things that you can do. Um, you can, uh, you can, some shows allow you to sponsor an episode. I know Scott Johnson does that. I do that on Brokia.com for $5 a show. You can promote, you know, your your blog or your podcast or your Facebook page or or whatever. So I'm because I'll mention your name in a very brief uh you know uh, URL or, or a statement. You can dedicate a show to someone. Um so there's that way. And then obviously submitting it to as many uh listings as possible you know podcast pickle blueberry.com um make sure you're in itunes and zune and uh you know that's about all the free stuff that i can offer you there just go to google type in podcast directory submit that joker to as many as you can um and just keep doing what you do jasper i hope that helps um matter of fact next week uh, we're going to talk about some things that will help. We're not going to talk about specifically how to promote yet because that is a topic we've got to get to. But the uh, we're going to talk about five ways to help your podcast stand out from all the other podcasts. Because I'm telling you, the, the key to podcast promotion is not the work you do. It's the work your listeners do when they share you with other people. Okay, you can do everything on your end, but I'm telling you, the the greatest way we've grown outside of iTunes has been people telling people, oh, hey, love your show. Just emailing in. I heard about you from my friend so-and-so. I can't tell you how many of those I've had. And the way people do that is they love your show and they fall in love with you and your content. And so I'm going to share five ways to help your podcast stand out from all the dozens of shows they're going to delete off their iPod. It's pretty simple stuff, but um, I'm very surprised that not many people do these things. Um, I do have a voicemail. This comes to us uh, a couple weeks ago. I forgot to play it um, from Michael Prince, who does TMI, uh, Too Much Information Podcast, part of the NLCast Network. Um, And he has some response to... Um, episode one. So check it out. Hey, James, this is uh, Mike from the Too Much Information Podcast. I just listened to the first episode of Podcast Starter and loved it. Um, I just wanted to add to something to um, with what you were saying about staying consistent with your show. One thing that helps me a lot stay consistent, I think we've got, we're going on 40 episodes and I've missed two episodes. Um, 
in this whole time, which may not be a huge record, but for me, I'm amazed that I could do it. Um, one of the things is having more than just me involved in the podcast. Um, I've got my, my cousin Blaze involved. I've also got a guy that helps us with the studio stuff. Um, but, like, even if it was just me and Blaze at a home studio, you know, we keep each other accountable, keeping each other um, reminded that it's time to do the show. And so having a co-host really helps um, not only content, but just keeping you regular, so to speak, but with your podcast. So anyway, uh, just a thought. Thanks. Love the show. Keep going. Bye. Thanks, Michael Prince. And make sure you check out his show. It's a great show. Uh, TMIpodcast.com. Too much information podcast. It's uh, an inside look at teen culture and uh, great for parents and anybody that works with teenagers. And I know a lot of teenagers enjoy it too, because teenagers love hearing about themselves. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode of Podcast Starter. You can contact us several ways. Podcast Starter at NLCast.com is the email. You can call us at 209-5-NLCast. We'd love to get your podcasting questions and tips, just like what Michael did. Um, you can follow us uh, on Twitter, twitter.com slash NLCast. Okay, that's my Twitter. And you can like us on Facebook. Do me a favor. We just got on iTunes. Go over there and give us a uh, subscribe and give us uh, give us a review. Okay, you don't have to be five-star. Be honest. Tell us what we're doing and what we're not doing. If it's going to be overly negative, I'd rather you send that to me by an email and give me the opportunity to fix it before... You know, you, you spam the internets with it, but uh, we'd love to get all of that from you. Make sure you stay tuned right after this for Gappleberry, uh, another installation of that wonderful segment. And uh, we'll see you guys next week right here on Podcast Starter. <laughs>Welcome once again to Gappleberry, where I show podcasters how to utilize mobile devices in their podcasts. Today, I'd like to continue on our little overview of all the three major phone platforms and how people are using them to listen to your shows. Um, today, we're going to focus on Android OS, and it's, it's one that's grown by leaps and bounds over the past year. And a lot of statistics are showing it becoming a, a lot more adopted than even, say, the iPhone because of all the different platforms and various devices that it's available on. So with all these different Android devices, how do you listen to a podcast? Well, like iOS, there are a number of different uh, third-party apps that you can download and subscribe to podcasts through. But for today's purposes, I'm going to focus on Google's answer to this question, which is Google Listen. The app is just a beta, so some of the features such as search are still in the works. So you, you won't be able to add your podcast to the search like you would, it, you can in iTunes, but however, it's free. It's simple, very easy to use. And so, and on, it's a very, it's one of the more popular solutions for listening to iPod or excuse me, listen to podcast on your Android phone. Now, or I guess now it's also Android tablets as well with uh, with the, some of the new Galaxy tabs and etc. Now, to subscribe to a podcast, all you got to do 
is just load up the app, select my subscriptions, and there will be a button at the top to add a subscription. At this point, though, you will need to have the RSS feed address for the podcast you want to listen to. Uh, unless you have this feed address, you won't be able to subscribe to a podcast. Therefore, for podcasters, if you want Android users to listen to your shows, you need to make your feed address very easy to find. Users should be able to visit your site and know very quickly how to find your feed. Now, one of the best ways of doing this and one of the more effective ways of doing this are buttons to your feed on your main page and in each podcast post, either at the bottom or down by the music player, etc. This is a very effective way of doing this because all people will be able to do is they could just click on the button and their phone will then, a, a memo will pop up and be like, hey, do you want to listen to this in, Safari, in the browser or do you want to listen to this and listen? And people can choose listen and it'll bring it right up. And from that point, they can hit subscribe and now they've subscribed to all your content. So anyways, there are my tips for increasing or for helping you increase your Android listener base. I'm still working on these tips myself. So if you have any questions, email me at the professor at 1.21 studios.com. That's the professor at one P O I N T two one studios.com. In two weeks, we'll finish up this small overview by talking about blackberries. But in the meantime, if you're a comic book fan, you should visit OCDcast.com and listen to my podcast, Obsessive Comics Disorder, which comes out every week. So in the meantime, thanks, you guys. I'll see you in two weeks and have fun with your devices.